Harry Styles. Welcome to the Hot Flush, the premier podcast for the perimenopausal. You're joined by your host, Mrs. Berry, and myself, Mrs. Woog. Hello, hello, everybody. And you know what, listeners? I'm eating chicken twisties. And she doesn't care what you think. No, I'm not. I'm not. We don't even have notes today. We are off the leash. We're off the leash today. We're lucky. You're lucky to be getting one today because I'm heading out to the Wild West this afternoon to visit my mother in Windsor. And I was at baseball. And she was at baseball in our Because you know what that cross. means? What? Summer sport has begun. Summer sport has begun. I did. What's, what's your sportingly, like, talented son doing this summer? Cricket. Oh, he is doing cricket. And baseball. And I, he wants to do all of it. And I've said no, because he's no. near, 11, near, near 11 next year. So he <gasps> needs to pull his finger out. The, the, the uh, relationship is over. O-B-A-H. He's now single again. But that's about the fourth time. I know. About... I tell you what, I don't know what this girl's got over him, but I know he doesn't learn. <laughs> don't. We've got one too. <laughs> Actually, we've got all of them, but hers are younger <laughs> and not ours. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> anyway, um, I forgot to mention uh, Jackie and I went and saw Chicago oh, the other day. Go on. Um, I just decided last Saturday, and we booked tickets for Sunday matinee two o'clock. We had a love. We got the train in. Well, do you know, do you know, oh, sorry, I am interrupting, but it's because I'm excited to see you and we haven't actually spoken all week. Uh, oh, shit on the phone. I know, we are, te- we're terrible. Mm. Um, but it works to the benefit of our listeners. Mm, I know. Um, so Grover has come with me since, from baseball because after we do our potty, he and I are going into Chatsford, Chatsford, <laughs> Jesus, Chatswood for some mum and son time. What are you going to do? Uh, we are going to char time. And we're going to New Shanghai. <laughs> good. New Shanghai is good. And then we're doing that. And then we uh, and we also have to find him a very cheap tux to wear for their school's talent evening, for which I am probably going to follow Mr. Woog's plan and Pay. offer him money so I don't have to go. Because <laughs> who, like, I told you about the last time. Can the, I get back to talking about Chicago? With the recorgo, with the recor- Fuck, I've had half of that of that Butterum ginger beer and I am... Oh, okay, this is the other thing. Is it Butterum or Budrum. Butterum Budrum. or Budrum or... Because we did this last time with the travel sickness tablet. I feel a bit stoned. <laughs> I've had, I had half a, of it as well. I had an empty stomach apart from about 500 cashews I shoved in my mouth while I was waiting for yeah. you guys to come back from looking at the fancy and house. Very, and we're going to do an ad. And it's I'm, very scalable. People are going to have to slow the recording down. Um, Can I talk about Chicago? Back to Chicago. Anyway, I would highly recommend everyone go and see it. It had Casey Donovan in it. Oh. And she was fantastic. And Nat Bass. And it was just brilliant. 
Go and see it. Go get your friends and go and see it. Have a good old Sunday. Go to go to okay, this is what you do. You go have a couple of alcoholic ginger beers from Budrum. <laughs> go and have some dumplings and then walk up and see it. It's so good. Well guess what? What? This week Rob bought tickets for uh him and me and Jasper to take Jasper for his birthday. To Chicago. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna love it. I want to go again. Also, we are being lucky enough to be invited to the opening night of Billy Elliot, the musical. Oh, Jack and I. You got so, invited. Yeah, well, I'm Jesus. Well, I know. I'm half. I'm one half of the 97th most popular podcast in the world. <laughs> oh, yeah, you are. You're like Princess Di and I'm like Fergie. Oh, that's mean. <laughs> to me. <laughs> You're dead. And I'm a Weight Watchers ambassador. And you were married to a guy who was good friends with a pedophile. What's happened to him? Oh, he died. Yeah, he necked himself. Do you reckon he One did? person who, you know, on... Do you reckon he did? Yeah, of course he did. Oh, you're not, one, you're not a conspiracy oh, yeah, theorist, no, are you? Someone was sent in there. Oh, my God. Really? I'm hot. Can we talk a little bit about Are You OK Day? Yes, sure. Um... Uh, what are your why thoughts is about it? So divisive. I wonder. Well, I think any discussion is good discussion. Well, yeah, I'm with you. I think. Uh, I think if it, even if it means people are still not equipped for the answer, if someone actually goes, "No, I'm not." See, I think we're quite lucky in the sense that you and I are very good at putting our hand up and saying, "I'm actually not okay." Mm, mm. Um, and I know that our listeners a lot of the time reach out and have those conversations with us as well. So any conversation is a good conversation, I say. Um, and then you've got the little hardcore naysayers of every day should be okay. Yeah, of course every day should, you should be asking if you're okay. But yeah. It's just sometimes some people need reminding. Uh, look, I agree. Stop scrolling on your phone and have a conversation. I'm actually trying to look for that message I sent you about <clears throat> how we had to refocus and i.e. not lie on the bed and podcast anymore <laughs> but actually refocus and sit at the desk and remember i did that really good little punchy list about how we should run it like yeah what we should, yeah i'm trying to look for that but do you think that this could have been something you'd done before we started the probably trending? instead of shoveling the salted <laughs> cashews in your kitchen down my gullet i probably should have but you know here we are oh country road's got a sale on i we, saw that i went and saw jerky there this week got myself a pair of pants two tops um, and I think I paid $70 for all of it. Jesus. Oh, I just read a post about how you're taking iron supplements and they made you constipated. Yeah. Oh, and this week also, oh, I went it. to the opening of um, the movie Ride Like a Girl. Now, was it actually good? Or it was it just was... good because you okay, were there? Okay, so I went to the, um, the pre- because I'm going to the openings now, because I'm somebody. I know you're somebody. You keep saying this as if you're not, but you are. I am somebody. Somebody's had half an alcoholic ginger beer. Um, I went to the opening of uh, Palm Beach. It was shit, right? Yeah. It was shit. I met Sam Neill and I became like stupor and <laughs> speak. He's so attractive. So I was thinking this is going to be shit too. Ride Like a Girl is the movie you have to see this year. I promise you. And I don't really like going to the movies all that much. But go and see it. It's so good. What's the signet ring? Oh, yeah, I love it. Mm. I really like it. Uber Kate. Oh. You're very unfocused today. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Ride Like a Girl it has um, some very What's it about? thin... Um, you know, Michelle Payne. <gasps> the woman who won the Melbourne Cup. Yeah. 
Oh, I love her. Oh, Sam Neill in it. Sam Neill's in every movie. Well, of course. Directed, if it's an Australian movie, he's in it. That was directed by Rachel Griffith. Oh, I love her. No, honestly. Honestly, go and see it. Oh, you're, you're, okay. Take, take the whole family. Like, that's it's, on the list. It's oh, on the, good the list. list. The good list. What's yeah. on the bad list? Oh, what's on the bad list? Do you know? What's the bad list? I've got someone who's on my oh, bad list. Yeah. Okay, so I was at, um, with Mrs O'Neill, we were at Chatswood Chase this week and this lady was walking in front of us and she had, a, an, an, I think it's fair to say, an unusual gait. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she went splat right in front of us. She was an elderly Chinese lady. I don't know why that's important. Poor sausage. Um, and she had... Did put she do a hip? No, no, she just put a tooth through her lips. So she had a bit of blood. So we were sitting on the ground with her and I'm telling her, don't... Don't move. Just, you know, just take it easy in case you've done anything like that. And yeah. um, all of a sudden I became a medical expert. Oh, look, I think this is the thing with you, Mrs. Luke. If I'm sitting here telling you about how I, I had tripped over and put my tooth through my lip and there was blood gushing everywhere, you would be dry retching and probably then laughing. <laughs> but when you're actually in the situation, when it's happening in front of you, you become capable. you become like the... I'm giving a indication with my hand about how she becomes straight. a straight, reliable, intelligent. <laughs> and it's this intelligence that comes from nowhere. But anyway, so I'm saying, look, you know, and what's your name? And we, where are you going? And so we're doing all this diagnostic testing, which I didn't know that I was a doctor. And um, I said, do you have any medical conditions that I need to know about? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Did she go, fuck off? And I was like, can we please get security down here? And can you go and get me some tissues, please? And I'd like a bottle of water from your cafe. Gratis, thank you. And I became, and, and also, Mrs. O'Neill's very, very capable in that mm. situation as well. Anyway, I said, do you have any medical conditions? It turned out she was schizophrenic. Ah. And then the, who, the person on my list, Chatswood Chase, is your security man. Mm. What a cuntosaurus. <laughs> What a cuntosaurus. He came up and he goes, oh, her again. I've thrown her out three times this week. And I went, well, and this was on Are You OK Day. I said, you know, so I gave him a lecture in compassion. Good. Good. I was not happy. You know, Have you told Chats with Chase no, Senate Management? No, I will. I will. Because you know now that we are part of the generation that write letters. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to actually fulfil that role at, at least on a monthly, if not a weekly basis. Mm. Who are you writing letters to? Who am I writing letters to at the moment? <clears throat> it could be it could be to Telstra, who seem to, for reasons unbeknownst to anyone, dig up part of our footpath along the entire length of our street and then relay it without having done anything, anything. else. That was interesting. It didn't really put me out, though. It was more like a little novelty. I haven't been home this much this week, Mrs. Woog. Why not? Because my week involved getting a magazine to print on Thursday that was largely unwritten on Monday. Ooh, that sounds challenging. Tell me about it, Kim. Actually, it wasn't that it was unwritten. It was just that it was not in a form ready to go to print. <laughs> it's all in your head. It doesn't and say you know, me in my writing. It's all, it's, and when, you know, time and when your down. publisher says, where are these pages? And you say... In my head. And they respond, oh, Jesus. That <laughs> you sort of realise that it's going to be a pretty hellacious week. And so it was. I worked probably about 60 hours. 
And I surveyed my house this morning. Rob has gone to Adelaide. He went on Thursday night. Mr. Woog's outside doing manly things. Al, we're podcasting. <laughs> he just broke something. Shut up. <laughs> um, uh, so he went to Adelaide on Thursday night. So any semblance of the house being under control, which he had, of course, maintained until that point has completely been obliterated. So this morning I almost put like a video up on Insta to just publicly shame myself, spanning from my laundry through the kitchen and around to the lounge room, of which not one surface has any clear space on it. The laundry Mount Washmore is coming. Anyway, this is a very boring story to say that I, I'm sort of literally at that point today of just going, so what happened this week? What? what? This week was, I'll tell you what happened this week. This week was the longest week in the history of weeks. It felt like there was, it felt like there was four Mondays. Everybody I know, which is a lot of people, all complained about this week. What? Well, it was the full, is the full moon tonight or was it yesterday? It was yesterday, but it was only like 99%. So, oh, so today's the full moon. Well, that explains everything, doesn't it? Apparently. Well, we already had a flat tire some today. People. Oh, Jesus, really? Yeah. That's a pain in the ass. Yep. That'd be on the list. Anything going wrong with your car is a pain in the list. Pain you know in, what? Pain I couldn't the, give a shit about at the, the moment. See, totally non-funcus mentis. Funcus mentis. Do you know what I don't care about? What? I don't care about politics for the first time in a long time. Yeah. I'm just... Do you know how like we're quite political? Yes. Um, I couldn't give a shit. I think they're all fucking morons. Yeah. Do you know, I did actually listen to... A bit of a blanket generalisation there, but... uh, I listened to a little bit this morning on ABC 24 because I literally was like, what happened this week? And there was the things happening about the federal uh, Chinese MP who now has ties to having been involved in community groups that were actually fronts for the Chinese government and so on and so forth and how... um, Don't care. And how uh, Morrison turned around and just accused Labor of such racism. And everyone went, uh, you were calling Sam Dastyari Shanghai Sam. When he had co- and he was like, I never did such a thing. Which, of course, then took about three minutes to resolve that he called him Shanghai Sam for months. So, and that was all I needed to just go, I really don't, I, I'm done. I don't need to know. Don't care. It's the all- only thing that stuck with me this week was Dutton calling them anchor babies. <gasps> he did not. Yep. Those those Tamil family. He's called call them children anchor, anchor babies. babies. He's just disgusting. That man. There, there is no moral compass in that man. I just. I would. I would hit him with my car, even if he I only had four, three. Doesn't he have four children? Yeah. What? How would you? If he, if you were his wife or his children look, look what's happening to me she's covered in goosebumps i'd I'm call them rage bumps so angry look, rage, look, look. rage bumps rage bumps you're really thin at the moment am i yeah that's it shouldn't be because i've stopped smoking yes now this is the this is the next big thing on the list let's move on <laughs> from potato head because he does not deserve any more of our attention seriously this episode is like it's on steroids isn't it? it's going to be over in like 35 minutes and normally it would take us an hour and a half I know. um what do you think's in that beer a lot of goodness that's what's in that beer i'm going to buy some on my way home oh, i think that's my new favorite yeah that's my summer drink we've got to do a booze reviews on it yes in the halftime yes, yes. We, don't have, hey, we don't need to have a smoko break anymore oh not that anyone ever knew it was actually a smoko break <laughs> can I tell you what? As a reformed smoker, you cannot tell someone to quit. 
No, of course not. That's you like telling tell someone. That's to like quit. telling someone to lose weight. You have to do it when you're ready. Or to and stop then, gambling. Then last week I was having a ciggy outside, and I went, "I'm done. This is I'm done." And I've given up lots of times in the yeah. past, but this time has been the easiest time ever. Wow. My mood is somewhat. Yes, you were. You were in, when you were informing me of this before, Mister Woog did shoot me a look <laughs> as if to indicate. You might not ever see me alive again. Um, it, my mood is somewhat irrational. <clears throat> I can go from being very happy to very angry, to telling people to shut up, um, telling security men off very loudly in public. Um, so it's been really interesting, but I feel good. So basically going off, like stopping smoking is like going through menopause. And heroin. <laughs> yeah. Apparently it's harder to give up heroin. No, it's harder to give up nicotine than heroin. And it is an addiction. So when you sort yeah, of... Of course it is. And so I'm so jealous of people buying cigarettes now. But then I'm a bit smug too. Yeah, because you go, that 30 bucks is in my pocket. 40. That 40 bucks is in my pocket. My problem would be is that if I was you, I would then go, that 40 bucks is in my pocket and now I'm going to buy donuts. <laughs> well, this is it. I'm surprised you think that I'm looking thin at the moment because I've been eating like Pac-Man. Do you know what I think it is? Pastry. Oh, God, I love pastry. Pastry, savoury goods. Savoury pastries. Yeah. Duck. I'm really obsessed with duck. No, duck makes me shit my pants. Um... I had a lovely Chinese beer and a Sing Tao during the week. <gasps> just a you did. Simple, you went to New Shanghai this yeah, week. Yeah, just a simple lunch. Yeah, that's what that's where Grovey and I are going after this. Mm. And I think he wants the soup dumplings because he's going to make them for school. They have to make something for school. Oh, well, why don't you just <clears throat> make something easy? What? Uh, he, yeah, he's just going, oh, I found a video. I'm like, all oh, the power to you, sunshine. <sighs> need a nap now. <laughs> well, well that, that peaked and troughed pretty quickly, didn't it? Oh, did you see our mugs in the Saturday paper today? Uh, what? No. God, you're hopeless. What are you talking Go about? Go to the Hot Flush Facebook page. All of you do that right now. Join it if you haven't already. So we've been getting a lot of people, inquiries from... Oh, oh my God. That's our, what the fuck? Who wrote that? Cat Rody. Oh my God, that's Cat Rody's thing out of the other man. No, it's a new piece. It's a new piece. Yeah. See, while you've been busy working your 60-hour weeks, I've been on the bloody marketing machine, haven't I? Pushing oh, along the hot flush of Just, Kim, I'm not here just because I'm attractive. <laughs> I thought you were just here for your tits. Or for mine. You just can't, you just let me in for my tits. No, I, I, I'm not interested in your boobs. Oh, my God. So, yes, I, I've been on the bandwagon. What have you been oh. doing? Fuck all. Fuck all. Just going to work from 7am to 7pm and then coming home and yelling at my kids. Anyway, we've been getting a lot oh of people gosh. wanting to join from, from Syria. Oh, yeah, there was a, yeah. So, you know, I'm actually going to take the admin off you, not physically, but I don't want you to add anymore because you people, you add people without looking. No, at well, them. ever since last week when I said that, I've looked. Like, I, well, no, I've always looked. I just haven't, like, only every now and then would I go and check out them. No, on no, their page. I, you have to check out every single but person because I would always just look at whether they'd been, re- been lots of referred by someone or not. Infiltrated from the um, ISIS are trying to join us. Oh, ISIS, yeah, we're like a we're like a we're a sleeper cell, literally. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to recruit people from this area, but they just 
They just weren't interested. Do we? Unless we offered them like lunch, <laughs> champagne. No. Anyway, so you're not to put any more people in the group. I'm in charge of that now because I am conscious of remaining a terror-free Facebook page. You are hilarious. I did notice there was two men from India this week that tried to infiltrate, and I thought, uh, oh, infiltrate's a strong word. Um, infiltrate is the perfect <laughs> word. <laughs> I was just like, you know, if if we let them in, like, what would they even? They would not even well, you know. See, what they were, it like, came up again in the group this week that there are three gentlemen in the group. Yes. Um, and did we know that we had three gentlemen in the group? No, we have three yes, gentlemen in the exactly group. They're they awesome. And they are all of the homosexual persuasion, and they they're just they just get chicks, and we get them. Yeah, and we love them. Yep. So we don't let just anyone in, except Kim Wu. She could. <sighs> Can I tell you a funny story? Yes. Do you know my friend Mrs. Jenkins? Yes, of course. She's the most excellent person I know, right? She is. <sighs> she gets an e- a notice from a council saying that they don't have enough trees on their nature strip out the front of her house. And that next week they were going to be planting two trees. No, one tree out the front of her house. Okay, go on. I mean, woe betide me to criticise a council that is, you know, I mean, if we all, if there was a concerted international tree planting like like activity, our the future of the, the planet would actually be much more secure. I know that sounds very hand-wavy and very uh, Tony Abbott, but it's actually true. If we did actually have a big plant plant tree planting exercise but for your council to sort of this seems outrageous some councils have problems with ice <laughs> epidemics and unemployment, unemployment homelessness stuff but no not in, in not in Greenville. no no we're concerned that we don't have enough plants in your street are um, they going to plant some sort of tree that has really nice invasive roots that's going to dig up their sewer so system? so yes so mrs jenkins is across this so she knows that some lovely bottles have gone in there and there, but nothing still had gone in front of her house. Till one day she woke up and there it was, the baby gum tree. <laughs> so she drove herself out to the plant shop, bought herself an Australian Christmas Christmas bush, came back, yanked that baby sapling out of the ground and planted an Australian Christmas bush in its place. That's about as naughty as she gets. <laughs> Uh, you know that the uh, this is one you don't of, want a big bloody gum tree hanging over your house. No, that's not ideal. Also, uh, uh, root systems. Yeah, and also lives but, across a reserve which there is eight hundred gums in. Um, also, widowmaker. Also, windy, dry bushfires. <laughs> um, also, uh, one of the things I love about the Australian Christmas bush is that it's not a bush. It's like how we call redheads bluey. Like it's it's a fuck off big tree. Like when it grows, it's like it's well, huge, you know, ginormous. She, she um, has a she has a plan. She she plans her life, which would be interesting. Um, but the, she's going to sell that house in a couple of years' time and move overseas. But is she? She has uh, many many children like you. She's a prolific. Where's she going to go? She's going to. She's so smart. Sell her house once all the kids fuck off. Yeah. Um, then they're going to go and rent a cottage in England for a year. So they can take advantage of all the, the short trips, uh, sort of travel around Europe rather oh, yeah. than having to fly from Australia. Yeah, yeah. She's very smart. Oh, that is quite clever. And then what, come she back? She the boss and got pregnant to him. That's one way of doing it. a lot older and quite lily, wealthy. Mm. See, that's what I did wrong. Yeah. I married for love. I, did, I don't know what I married for. I married because he showed an interest. 
And I went, I don't think anyone else will do that. So I'll hold on to him. Oh, God, self-esteem. Wasn't that a <sighs> faux pas? No, that's faux pas, not the right phrase for that. But phew, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an alcoholic ginger beer in. <laughs> All bets are off. Um, okay, so look, we've talked about how was your week in the news. Oh, um, can I tell you another story about my, in, during my week? So I got home Thursday night and, um, and basically by Thursday the mag was done. So, and I got a, one of my weekly newsletters out, had another weekly newsletter yesterday. But I got home Thursday night and I was like, fuck, this week's almost done. And then mum came downstairs <sighs> and was, um, I'm no good. I'm no good. And she's had a colitis flare. What's colitis? It's an autoimmune disease that affects your gut, your bowel. It's very similar to Crohn's disease. So very debilitating. When you get an episode, you know, your body doesn't absorb anything. You have really chronic, painful, severe diarrhea. Um, and, you know, she currently weighs about 50 kilos. So when she gets a, um, I know, we look beautiful. Uh, and when we, uh, so when you get a, um, a flare, you know, she's got nothing on her. She's got no reserve to like, if I had colitis and I got a bout of it, I could probably live for a good month on my reserves that I currently have. So I'm like, right, have you got the drug that, that uh, I've only got three of those tablets left and I, I don't have another script. I'd have to go back to the doctor to get another script and it's $230 and then I have to stay on, on it for two months. And I'm like, okay, so let's make an appointment for the doctor. Like, it's this, it's, it, I, it's like, don't, she's regressing. Don't, and this is to anyone, right? Don't expect me to buy into your crisis and your melodrama if you are then not going to help yourself get out of it. I will buy into anybody's crisis and melodrama. Oh, same. <laughs> God, I am there. I'm like, I am in premium class. <laughs> you know, I am the priority row at the airport. But it's like, but then... If you do not then go, okay, I will. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, this is the thing, right? So, obviously, deeply concerned about her health. She hasn't had a flare for a couple of months. She's been quite good. But then she's there with the fine. Did I tell you about this? The last episode of the fine? Uh, we are going at 2.30. Pack. Look nice. Don't wear that. <laughs> It's my pyjamas. <laughs> yes, well, maybe, yes. Okay. No, I like it. I like it. No, no, you're not wearing that. With my wife. Okay. Off you go. Off you go. Try to um, And so, uh, earlier in the week, her email had stopped working. I think no, we don't. Talking. We don't want the dog in here. Okay, okay. I know. Oh, look at that. Oh, my God. We ate twisties. We've been drinking and we've had an interruption from a child. All the things that everyone thinks about the whole flat. Um, anyway, yeah. Recently, Oscar did ring a few times. Well, there's, just a, there's just been a, technolo- a technology problem for her this week, which, of course, she wants me to fix. And it's like, I don't have time well, to fix. We talked about this last week. Anyway, so she came down yesterday going, the new solution is broken. And, it, and I just was like, and this is where I'm like, I, I feel bad because I'm not buying into it. But I was just like, I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the bandwidth to worry about your fucking Gmail that you have somehow managed to screw up again by pressing buttons without wearing your glasses. Anyway, she actually did go to the doctor. She's going on Monday. But she's still coming down going, what can I do for you? And then I'm like, nothing, it's fine. Did you ever think that she's just trying to be helpful? She is. That is her middle name. That is her, actually, it's her, it's her 
what's the thing called at the beginning? Her salutation? No, what's it called? Your oh, families. Oh, God, How I are you love, getting I on with your love dad? How are you getting on with your dad these days? I haven't spoken to him. What happened? So I reached a point where the families, phone calls. Everyone has one. The phone calls of, we just would love to hear from you. And, you know, we haven't heard from you for like two weeks. And, you know, your father hasn't been well. And, and you know, we're important too. And it's like we don't matter. And, and I had a big calm discussion with them about that and how it made me feel and that I was doing the best that I could and that maybe if it was okay we could you know more often than not we could text no I don't smoke (laughs) we're in the middle of of recording (laughs) Jesus wow interruption by the husband as well um and uh, oh, I can't remember what we're talking about. Your dad? Oh yeah. At uh, sea, and okay. um, and and we had this, you know, maybe it would be okay. We just sort of text, and I could send the, but to just make me set aside time for a phone call, and it was very difficult. And I would do it when I could, and but it's this is this is how my day looks. Yeah. So when you're when you're you can to the drama, when you can pick out a point in that time when I can have a thoughtful and in-depth phone conversation, you name it. So then, um, yeah, and then anyway, I, I got that bought me two weeks. And then I got this sort of text back one day of just going, it'd be lovely if you, you know, we got more than a text. And then I just went, that's it. And I said, I'm just going dark for a while until I'm not so angry about, you know, some trying to have a relationship based on guilt and obligation. So I don't know when that was. That was at Coastie's Cup. So that was... When was that? That was the last weekend in August. So I haven't spoken them in what two weeks. I don't know where are we at. Um, so it's really sad. It makes me really sad. But then I, I don't know. I'm just doing what I'm doing. Do you know? Um, like I'm focused. Do you know this photo? It's up on the Facebook page. It's like <laughs> a, a dog that's come out of the bush and it's very happy with itself. It's got a rather large pink dildo in its mouth. Um, I think we call them vibrators Vibrators. Um, and I was looking at it at Canteen. I was laughing and laughing and laughing. And I showed my friend Patricia, who's 75. Yeah. She goes, oh, how cute. I went, Patricia, it's, it's a vibrator. It's a dildo. And she goes, no, it's not. That's an umbrella. <laughs> so I had to explain to Patricia that it wasn't an umbrella and that it was a sex toy. But, uh, yes, that's not a handle, Patricia. Do you know I got yelled at three times this week? Three times? Yep. No, I don't have one. I'm working and I don't have one. Yeah, I don't have one. Oh my god! Once more for those. Oh, I was going to say once more for you know, for those with hearing. Oh, no, I thought that was yeah. inappropriate. Yeah, that would not be funny. Um, <laughs> I'm allowed to make jokes about that. Um, I got yelled out twice at Canteen. Once for giving out free food, which was at the end of the shift. And it was just going to go in the bin. That sounds bad. And then once for opening up the windows two minutes too early. And then I got in trouble from someone else. Can't remember who it was. Ooh, that's, good. that's a good story. Yeah. I think we're going to take a quick break because I need to go and do a wee. And we'll come back to you after this short advertising break. Oh, advertising. Kim, what's that you've got there? Oh, hello, Mrs. Work. How are you going? Oh, I'm well. I'm a bit thirsty. Let me uh, give you one of these drinks that I just bought at the bottle shop. It's called 
by Budram Ginger, which I don't think is how you say their Budram. name. Budram. Budram Ginger, and it's called Alcoholic Ginger Beer. And it's got a sexy little girl on it with ginger-coloured woman with ginger hair and pointy boobs and a sailor's hat. When I think alcoholic ginger beer, I automatically think about red-headed sailor women. Yes. It has 4.5% alcohol, and when you drink it on an empty stomach, it gives you a really good <laughs> buzz. Um, what's in it? Uh, so from what I can tell, it has water, alcohol, sugar, and ginger. As fine purveyors of all things ginger since 1941, Bodrum Ginger Beer is crafted to deliver a distinct flavour like no other. Made using only the freshest ginger, it delivers quite a punchy ginger bite and uniquely refreshing taste. Enjoy straight from the bottle or pour over ice with a twist of lemon. Well, we just necked it from the bottle, didn't we, Mrs. We did, Luke? and I'm going to have another one. And I would, but I'm driving and would potentially drive off Roseville Bridge if I did. Uh, one of the other things I like about it is it's quite spicy from the ginger. And it's very refreshing and... Unfortunately, so much so, you scull it like it's nobody's business. Yes, And then I you did. stand up and fall over. <laughs> Budrum Ginger Beer. We can hot flush approve. Ooh, hot flush approved. Like, yes, hot flush approved. Uh, let's, uh, okay, this is where, this is really... My God, what is going on with your family? I don't know, they're driving me insane. You're here with your host, Mrs. Woog, and my friend. Uh, Mrs. Berry. I've got a message. And Mr. Woog outside, who's tinkering away at something just to really piss us off. I've got a lovely message here from Kate. Mrs. Woog and Mrs. Berry, I have a problem, and you are the cause, so I feel I need to tell you. (laughs) Since I discovered your podcast, I find myself in dire straits. I'm spending more time... Spending more money on fuel as I'm driving around town on my way home rather than to take the direct route in order to listen longer. Whilst driving, (laughs) I'm endangering myself and other road users as I laugh out loud a lot and not only scare myself with said laughter but almost nearly run off the road. Then I sit in my car when I get home, continue to listen. It's affecting my family life and the two male 18-year-old parasites I live with. (laughs) I've been kept waiting for their nightly inhalation of food. You have a lot to answer for. Seriously, I love love. The hot flush as I get a great belly laugh from every episode. If you ever need an attache in the country, I'm the woman for the job. I can talk absolute shit among, about the drought, water restrictions, roadkill, amongst other things. And some of the titles will be happy to have attache in the country. Queen of Barb. Barba. What? Barbie Bull. Oh, she must live up near Barnaby. Or the hot country flusher. I also have a weird job which has its own set of hysterical anecdotes. Anyway... Until I hear you requesting for ICV, I will continue to enjoy the hot flush and be safe on the road. Oh, Kate, you're funny. Helen said, I dreamt that you two and Baby Matt came down to Victoria to comfort me as my garden was on fire <laughs> and you thought I needed moral support. I, I had just cooked a banana loaf and been to a Dan Murphy's. You stayed longer than you all intended, but it was lovely meeting you three. Oh, it was so nice hey, for you to have us. That was that's exactly what, yes, of course, oh, her garden's on fire. Let's. Let's go interstate and sit there and have alcohol and banana loaf. God, I'd do that. If I had the disposable income, I'd do it. Oh, lots of people being... Oh, God love them. Lots of people giving you lots of, you know, 
um, stuff. What's that thing? Encouragement. Encouragement. And moral support. I know. Okay. So nice. Oh, Cindy, tips on surviving my first week of a new job. She starts on Monday. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Oh, Cindy, her first job after 18 years and 11 months in your previous job. Cindy, I'm just telling you now, if you don't just start saying that that's 19 years, I'm going to come over there and hit you. It's like saying that your kid's like, you know, 28 months old. Um, I do my last two shifts there this Saturday and Sunday. I'm sad to leave the residents who I love and their families and staff at the memory care unit I work in, but realize I needed a change and a new challenge, literally freaking out and feeling very emotional and overwhelmed. Oh, Cindy, this is completely understandable. Jesus, if you'd been in the same job for 19 years and then you went and changed, of course you're going to be like freaking out. Um, here's some tips that I have been told in the past to help deal with those. Don't smile at everyone like you're crazy. <laughs> That was not what I was going to say. Because, like, when I get nervous, I tend to go like, and then it just makes me look insane, and then everyone will avoid you. So I can never go back to an office job. You have to, uh, you have to set some little, some just some little micro goals. So just to take the pressure off yourself. So it's God, sort of like okay, too many self help within seminars. like you know this is this is where I want to be after sort of the first three months. This is where I want to be at six months. Um, and then Get in up. the first week, you have to pretty much just have no expectations. And you also, if you think asking something is really silly and it's going to make you look stupid, ask it. Because I can pretty much guarantee that if you don't and you do what you thought was what they wanted. It's not going to be right. That's going to make you look stupid. <laughs> That'll be the thing that makes you look stupid, not the question you think is stupid. Um, oh, we talked about Are You OK Day with Donna. Uh, that Donna asked about, did we think it was too much? Um, I did bring... I up... think that everybody's been on a bit of a downer. Yes. Just reading the room. <clears throat> Everyone's been a bit frustrated on the downer. But I do believe that the sun has come out and people are going to kick off. Yeah. Um, Sandra says uh, that I should bring you baked hoods and double twisties to compensate the missed production meeting. <laughs> that's last night. Uh, I was asleep. It's 7.40? Yeah. Mm. I literally, at like, I got home. I, knew, I, I was in bed when I rang, so I can't really <laughs> point the finger too much. Uh, and uh, because we've now um, actually got a telly in our room, which neither Rob nor I wanted, but we got sick of it living on the floor down in the back room, so we put it in ours. And um, Grovey was lying next to me and we were watching baseball. And curiously, I fell asleep. <laughs> And I woke up at one point because I, I realised he wasn't there and the lights were on. I was like, oh my God, it must be like midnight. And I went to go and yell at everyone to go to bed and it was 9.15. <laughs> anyway. Um, but we have had twisties and we've had these del delicious beverages. And I did bring over some brownies. Yes. Uh, what's this? Think of all oh yeah, the money. Oh, NBN outages. The NBN. I reckon if the Australian NBN does not become a global case study for how to not run a national infrastructure project. Who's in, who's in charge? A, a, a guy who, I don't know, did a lot of bad things in a previous life. I would not, You would not wish that job on your worst enemy. Because it's, it's it was completely... It was completely gutted from being able to do anything correctly because it became a political football. Like everything. Oh, don't get me started. Um, okay. With regard to... Oh, yeah. 
Oh, Jesus, Lisa. Like Lisa, calcul- that's a bit Do grim. you like my calculator? It is kind of cute, except you must need really tiny, teeny fingers <laughs> to be able to press those buttons. You're the happy chappy. Um, what, what, did, what did you just brush over? Uh, uh, Lisa said, with regard to giving up smoking, stick with it. Don't wait for the motivational cancer call. Well, that's just sealed the deal. <laughs> that's why I went, oh, Jesus. All right, that escalated quickly. Um, oh, Belinda. Oh, hello, Belinda. Do you know things taste different when you don't smoke? Yes, I like, do. I've heard that. Like that is quite funny. <laughs> um, Belinda says, what band or actor posters oh, did you both have on your bedroom walls as teenagers? Nick Kershaw. Who did you adore? Nick Kershaw. I used to write to him and tell him to come and stay with me and he could have the spare room. <laughs> did you yeah. really? I was in the fan club. Wow. Duran Duran. Mm, okay. Nick Kershaw, Duran Duran. Oh, of course George Michael. Yeah, I had George Michael. I used to pash the, um, uh, pash the pillow and pretend it was George Michael. Oh, how naive. <laughs> Didn't you have a turn Of course. Yeah. yeah. Don't bloody give me that look then. No, no, I'm, no, that look isn't at you. That look is me trying to think about who I had on the wall. And Poor I... George. <laughs> I found him attractive. Yeah, I didn't actually put posters on my wall. Didn't you? No. Did you have prayers? Oh, you did, you no, loser. I didn't have prayers. I had... Oh, my God. I Holly had, Hobby. I had post-it notes with... Oh, my God, you're with such a loser. Quotes, like <gasps> inspirational quotes. <laughs> like what, hang in there? No, like proper, like proper Dream things. It and like, you can do it. No, like build it. It will come. Something by Mary Angelou. Um, that's not Maya. Maya Angelou. <laughs> probably there was probably some of hers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no things from like you know Gandhi and oh, and yeah, Nelson like normal, Mandela. Normal fifteen-year-olds do. Yeah, and then I also then would have quotes out of my favourite novels. God, I was just so insufferable. So insufferable. And then you're fucking making your bloody, what, a pecan-crusted cutlets to take on your dates. They travel beautifully. They travel beautifully. God, I've never laughed so much in my life. (laughs) Still, do you know every now and then it just comes back into my head? Like, I'll just be driving along and I'll go, they travel so well. And I'll just be like, oh, God, you idiot. Oh, it's just needed to. I, I was one of those girls that should have actually started having sex when she was about 14 or 15. Why? Like, oh, because I just, I just needed it. <laughs> I'd had my period. I'd had my period since like fifth grade. I was, I was ready. <laughs> I remember reading this article once. It was in like, I'm sure we've talked about this before as well, where there was an article. It was in, I think it was in the New York Times, and it caused this huge ruckus. This is in the 80s, and it was this girl saying, "I was ready. I knew what was involved in having sex. I knew like where it was all at, but I was not one of the pretty girls." And all of my friends who were the pretty girls were getting pressured to have sex. And all of them were just like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to do that. I don't want to do that. You know, but I, and I'm standing on the side just going, I'll do it. I'll do it. And that was me. And that was me. And I reckon that if I, was, you when you did it? if I was getting a good going over when I was at school, I would have been a different person. Yeah. I would have been a lot more relaxed. <laughs> Would not have been nearly as highly strung and as I did tightly while I was still was. at school. I was eighteen. Remember yeah. with the underbite, Andy with the underbite, who I made the the made the cutlets for. 
then got thrush. And then he's like, I'm going out with the oldest 18-year-old person in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you take napkins with you? Of course I did. I took it all in like a basket or something. Like, <sighs> I think he bought champagne. Oh, how decadent of you all. Yeah. Meanwhile, I was just getting felt up by C-list celebrities at bloody nightclubs out in the western suburbs. Oh, God. You know, like Mark Jacko Jackson. Oh. Yeah, he wanted a bit of this. He did. He wanted a piece of this. <laughs> I was with my Uncle Fergus and he wasn't having a bar of it. Oh. Uncle Fergus is now flying helicopters, dumping water. Oh, I saw that. Go, Uncle Ferg. Um, oh, God. Okay. Why are you out like, clubbing with me? I have no idea. Yeah, that's a little, that's a little red flaggy, to be honest. That is cool. Um. Okay, this is boring. Everyone's just talking about how good you are and how brave you are. <laughs> blah, I love blah, that. Blah, blah. I love that. What are you looking forward to, Kim? Uh, what am I? Oh, what am I? Uh, what am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to seeing this time next week. One of my best friends get married. <gasps> is it next Saturday? Yes. Oh, that's so shout exciting. out to Ness and Mark. You guys are gorgeous. We're so excited. Um, I've been luckily enough to, to go and watch the ceremony. There's only a handful of people going to the ceremony. Oh, um, and then they're just doing a big party. Nerily's done the dress. Uh, Anita next door's done the cake. So it's really special. It really is yeah. the Real Housewives of East Linfield. We all uh, put it all together. Kate's done the rings. Oh. Monique's done the flowers. Oh. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. Uh, I am looking forward to... Um, next week I'm going on two factory visits, site visits. One is to where they make raw milk and one, well, they don't make raw milk. That comes out of a cow, but the pro, the factory that processes it. I and the other raw one, milk wouldn't require any processing because it's raw. Ah, uh, yeah. But then if you want to bottle it and sell it, you've got to make sure that any bacteria in it is, and they, How fascinating. it's, it's very interesting. Don't even put, you can't, that poker face is terrible. Um, and then, get this, I, on Thursday, I am going, um, you Would know, Do you Mars, want to go to a chicken processing plant? No. Um, if, no. Why not? Um, because, well, that's a lie, actually. I probably would. I wouldn't be able to go to, like, a battery hen sort of facility, but once they, were, abattoir? once they were dead and in the... Uh, a baby cow abattoir. Uh, okay, I could go to the one... That I've just written a story about called Provenir, where they're doing the mobile abattoir oh, unit that so goes much to the kinder. yes. Well, that's the whole point, yeah. and it, it it travels around and yes. it's and the know, meat is so stressed. The notion of going somewhere where there's a whole herd arriving on a truck and and then of course I know everyone's just going to go well you know if you can't go and watch it get slaughtered then you shouldn't be eating it and to them I go yeah you're probably right yeah fuck off but you know look at this tasty steak <laughs> uh, and then on Thursday I'm going up. The Central Coast, which is where Mars Foods has their factory. You know, oh, Master can... Foods? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going up there. That'll be fun. And I'm doing a big site visit with them. And then when people come up for a site visit, they they host a lunch for them. So they're having lunch. But the most be... exciting thing about next week... Can you do a live from that? Mm, probably not. Um, oh. But... <laughs> You're a podcaster the first exciting, and foremost. You know the, the most exciting thing is... Which we'll talk. I will talk about this again next Saturday because by then I'll be jumping out of my skin in excitement. I have been asked to be a judge <sighs> on the best burger at Burger Palooza next weekend. Can you put that in the notes? 
That is sensational. How'd you get that key? Because one of the, like a story that we did on the Alt Meat Company and their burger is in there as the plant-based meat burger. And he pinged me this week and he goes, would you like to, um, would you like to be a judge on the, at Burger Palooza for, to judge the best hamburger? And I was like, are you kidding? Of course I would. Do you know, um, do you remember when Nerily, um, got, uh, Miss, uh, Granny Smith for Eastwood back in 1982? (laughs) That tops Nerily getting Miss Granny Smith. I think it does. I think it does. I'm to think of so, dear listeners, if you are Sydney based and you know you want a fun family day out, Wait, what go day to Burger Palooza. It's on Saturday and Sunday, but oh. I'm going to be there on Sunday. Oh, I'll come on Sunday. <gasps> yep. Come on Sunday. You have my tickets. Yeah, that's fine. Well, I know the judge. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You know, Burger Palooza is something I'm happy to put money down for. Mm. Jesus, it's that Parramatta though. Oh, that's getting very unattractive. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I went Parramatta. Anyway, I think we've got to wrap it up, Kim, because I've got to head west. You're heading out west. I need to poop. Oh, Jesus. Well, I'm at your place. I'm at your house. Oh, everyone needs to poo when they come here. They do. Luckily, we've got that excellent toilet paper still. Oh. We've rebought it, actually. It was so good at non-schmearing. Yes, well, Thank I... Thank you so oh. much for joining <laughs> us this week. Um, uh, brought to you by Butter and Ginger, an alcoholic ginger beer. Well, with actually no payment, and we paid for the the ginger beer ourselves. So, yes. but, but sponsored by them this week. Yes, um, as we like to say, just keep looking.